Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cuckoo, 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 Cool Down. Today, we've got a, a good squad in the house. We've got Nick, he's present. We've got Wenga Dengasaurus, he's alive. We've got Mosa reporting live to you from Stanford Bridges, or no, Stanford Bridge, Chelsea's training ground. We've got Nick. It looks like he had a great weekend celebrating his newly appointing uh, appointment of his tax spot. And then we've got still the financial man looking very lonely, but I'm pretty sure he's got a devil's peak there. Am I right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, always, 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 man. Always, man. Always, you know what I mean? Always, devil, always in hand. Devils united. You know, devils, you know, red devils, red devils are marching on right now. So, man, I'm, I'm yeah, man. They uh, made lost. And they might be a lost as well. <laughs> Otherwise, how's the, how's the weekend for everyone? You guys have a good one? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Good one on my side. Um, no yeah, little shitty. <laughs> South African problems. Guys, also, I forgot to mention it was it was it was, it was uh, Mosa's birthday on the weekend. Can we just give a little round of applause? Congrats, Mosa, thirty-one. That's a good hey, job. Hey, 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 hey. hey sir. The old Stop. man Thank there, Matt, Matt, Matt's Did getting you? flashbacks. He's like, I was thirty-one once. Yeah, I remember thirty-one. <laughs> what, a, what an innocent, wonderful time that was. Everybody else on thirty-five, so it's fine, Matt. You can also join me at twenty-five, Jim. Okay, sweet. I'll do it. Forever twenty-five. Right. <laughs> but uh, seeing as it was Mossa's birthday on the weekend, we got to kick off with the Fulham Chelsea game. Mossa, hey, they, they they got the result over the line in the end, but it was they made hard work of it. Yeah, they definitely did. I got to thank them for the three points. You know, it always adds to the the the, the bag to have these three points in contention and actually to take them on. It yeah, was. Uh, it also adds to the birthday celebrations. Come on, I always. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm interrupting exactly. you. But whenever no I look at the fixture list, I always look at the fixture closest to my birthday. And if they're going to reward me with three points, uh, I just wanted to check if you're happy with that. Yeah, fair, man. Like, they did, they did reward me with the three points, but it, uh, I wasn't uh, as, as, as happy and as satisfied about the performance on the day, to be honest. Uh, taking on a team like Fulham, who's fighting in the relegation zone, uh, you'd think that Chelsea would come up with a lot more confidence come out with a lot more like expression and it wasn't there for a lot of the, a lot of the game it felt like even with the 10 men that Fulham went down to we were still not actually breaking down Fulham's defenses and actually getting into good good positions to create opportunities so that was the the, the something for us to work on uh, Chelsea to focus on over the next couple of weeks because uh, that's going to be the easiest team we face in the, uh, the next couple of weeks and next up we've got Leicester today, which is going to be a completely different bag. And if we do see the same performance that we had over the weekend, potentially it might be it might be a different result and the three points might elude us. It's the time. You know, Musa, can, I ask, can, I, can, uh, can I ask, man? It's been burning yeah. since Saturday. Um, I'm a team of owner, guys. We need to we need to we need to address it now because there was a there was um, I think I, I would say two opportunities, right? There was the one yeah. where Hudson Odoi uh, makes a nice pass over the, the the defense, and then Timo Werner traps it. Nice, cool. But then the next touch, it's gone. It's already gone to the defender. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then later yeah. on, where it's a break, where it's a breakaway, where he just needs to keep composed, hit the target, hit the target. At least, at least make the goalkeeper work. If the goalkeeper saves, we say goalkeeper, whatever. You know what I mean? But when you don't even hit the target. That's very questionable for a for a signing um, that, that that cost you fifty million pounds. It just reminds me of Fernando Torres so much, man. I don't know why. Yeah. 
like like these players are so good from the clubs that they were at and they've come with so much expectation. You know, Fernando Torres, when he came to Chelsea, he was probably like what? Um, second leading goal scorer in the Premier League, or probably leading goal scorer in the Premier League when we just, uh, lost last season at, at Liverpool. One of the best strikers in the world. Werner was number Werner was number two in in in, in Bundesliga after Lewandowski with about twenty five league goals, and then he comes to Chelsea and 10, 10, 10 Premier League games without a goal. Man, that's that's. Many a lot of strikers are struggling. You go further back. A lot of strikers have struggled at Chelsea. Remember, <laughs> Hernan Crespo was at Chelsea for a while. He was. Kesman was sniffing things on the side there, bro. That's a different <laughs> story. Maybe Hernan's got all the rest. I mean, other than Drogba, who's ha- who was phenomenal, and and you know he was he was well, his time at Chelsea was the best part of his career. Every yeah. other striker who's gone there over the past few years has really seemed to struggle to, to kind of step it up. Even when Shevchenko was there, I mean, I know it was towards the end of his career, and yeah. that, but he wasn't, yeah. you know, you look at Cavani having gone to United and he's still doing it. Shevchenko went to Chelsea and he really kind of faded. Torres was the same. It was, I mean, remember there was that joke. There was that website that was running at the time. Has Torres scored for Chelsea yet? And it was live for an awful long time before it got taken down. And I think Douglas Costa, if there's obviously, there's I mean, something Douglas there. Diego the confidence Costa. is an issue. Yeah, the confidence is a huge issue for 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 Werner at the moment. I mean, he seems he gets himself into the right positions. He's doing what he's trying to do. The muscle memory is there. He gets to the right place, but it seems like when the chance is in front of him, he's just not finding it. And I don't know. That's a really tough thing to fix. And as Man, a manager, it comes down to corporate club versus family club, Matt. That's oh, what it comes down uh, to. We're doing this Liverpool's a family club thing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Liverpool's family club. But in terms of what I've heard uh, sort of uh, Frank Frank Lampard say, you know, you talk about Diego Costa, he's probably the only other one who, who banged in the goal. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not, as, not as prolific as, as your Didier Drogba's, but uh, I mean, yeah, if, if you look at, I mean, Frank literally said, you know, the misses that he is missing, uh, we're talking about Timo Werner, is specifically, you know, repetitive training, you know, repetitive shots, you know, day in, day out. They're on the training field and they're doing that day in, day out. And, you know, he, he, he sort of defended him, but at the same time it felt like he was sort of saying, you know, He's got to get it right eventually. And, Celo, you said it, 50 million pounds, you know, he, he needs to get it right. You know, yeah. 50 million pounds for a Chelsea striker. Chelsea are one of the big, biggest teams, not in England, one of the biggest teams in the world. He has to yeah. get it right. So, yeah. you know, there, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. Fraud alert. Fraud alert, according to Tabang, saying fraud definitely alert. man's a fraud. Um, you, you know, one thing I want to mention, guys, um, there's been a lot of shit giving towards... Frank Lampard's son. But you can see after the weekend why the guy yeah. gets the nod. It's a player you yeah, trust. He does things. He does yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. 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 scores. He's, he's, the, he's the most consistent player this season, man. So, yeah. I'll, I'll give him props. I've, I've said that I've liked, I like Mason Mount. I, I honestly like the way he plays. I can't understand why people... Well, I genuinely... I, just, I, I can't understand why people don't like the guy. I, I think just, people uh, feel that he's, I, he's... I think people feel that he's overplayed sometimes. Yeah, I think... Ah, that, but he's doing the business. Doing the business. He catches so much game time when all the other uh, signings around him, the new signings that we do spend all this money on, don't catch as much game time. And that questions, you know, like uh, everybody then questions, 
what what uh, Mount affiliation uh, or what he has with Lampard, and that's kind of where the questions come about Mount and his performance. But as like a twenty-one year old, very very young professional, he's got the right character. I think he's got the right character to actually try and carry a team, and also try and you know win games for the team. And that's in the same breath. That's what Frank Lampard was when he was twenty-one years old. So yeah. I see why the the the, the, the um, Questions do arise about his performances directly, but yeah, I support him. And like Mount is actually a breath of fresh air in the Chelsea makeup, and he's contributed uh, more than some of the other players that we've bought for these kind of uh, amounts. So I, I'd definitely yeah. keep him there, keep him contributing in the fashion that he is. Mosa, uh, Christian Pulisic, what's going on there, man? Yeah. Because that I guy. Yeah, because on his day, I, I know there's there's a lot going on right now, and, and Frank Lampard not knowing how to put anything together, and I think that's that's like really messing up with the feng shui of the of the team and the players individually, personally speaking. Um, yeah. But what what's going on there? How how did he perform on the weekend? Was he good enough? What's the scenario? Because because Odoi is sitting on bench, and I don't know why that guy's not getting starting from the beginning. He should be playing, man. Yeah. So for me, Pulisic is playing too much PlayStation, man. There's some certain things that he's trying to do. Which are like they they're going too far and too much. He takes too many touches. He takes too many turns. He goes for the more adventurous option as opposed to trying to you know keep it clean and keep it smart. And sometimes that's a frustrating thing. He is a quality quality talent, but sometimes he takes it too far and he looks like uh, an American kid that's been playing too much PlayStation. Put him in a soccer field and he's trying to do all the tricks from PlayStation on the field. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I'd still. I still try and build the team around a player of his nature, but I'd also mm. try and make sure that he limits his uh, um, contact on the ball as much as possible. Because he does, when he does lay the ball off early, he does get players into great positions to attack. He does create a lot of movement around him. It's just sometimes he takes it a bit too far, man. It takes an extra touch, takes an extra two touches when it's not necessary. But yeah, I'd keep him in, man. Uh, in terms of attacking options, he knows the club, he knows the history better than all the other players in front of him. And um, yeah, he's got the talent. It's just too much PlayStation, man. Somebody should take his PlayStation away from him. But no, no, but the problem is with his PlayStation is he's got no one to play against while he's playing PlayStation, if you know what I mean. There's no one in the club to sit him down and say, boy, I'm going to teach you how to play PlayStation now. There's no one there doing that. So when I, I get the feeling when he's going out, he's going, I need to be the main man. I need to step up. I need to carry this yeah. team. So it looks like every time he's yeah. getting the ball, he's trying to do something. Instead of yeah. trying to, like, there's nothing else around him that's working. It's all in front of the defenders until he gets it. He's very direct, very forward. And he's like, hey, flip. Maradona just died. I want to take this number 10 jersey and be the next name. And it feels like he's trying yeah. too hard. I think, again, I bring this back because, you know, I love bringing Liverpool into every conversation. But I bring this back <laughs> to Had he gone to Liverpool, had he gone there, you know, he would have been learning from the other guys. Not not currently how they've done like, in the last yeah, three years. Say, he's going to learn a lot from Firmino at the moment, isn't he? Eh? Just he's going to learn a lot from Firmino. He's going to learn a family-run club, you know? He'll have an aunt to come around and give him a hug. <laughs> and a grandmother <laughs> making him pie. Yeah, and on that note, seeing as you're very cheerful today, Matt, I wonder why you're quite cheerful. I mean, Sheffield United, yeah. it was, we were always going to say it was going to be a, an easy victory in the end, but they, they, they did it. They did it, and they, you know, they look good doing it. 
Yeah, yeah, it was it was a solid performance. I mean, I was worried. There was there was you know, like I said last week, I expected us to win, but there was always that worry that it could have ended up one one again, like we've been doing lately. But um, no, it was a good performance. The team played well. We saw some saw a lot of what's made Spurs exciting during the course of the season. Harry Kane obviously getting in a goal, making space between four defenders out of nowhere, putting it away. That was great. Obviously, the Ndombele goal is the the massive talking point. It was absolutely Jeez. ridiculous. It divided all physics and rules. Um, it felt like it should have been a yellow card. It was that. It was that. You know, okay. kind of gratuitous. It was unruly. Yeah, the poor keeper with his flailing hands. Like you know, it must have been horrible. And but I think that capped a fantastic performance for him. And Dombele was phenomenal game the, throughout the game. He, he just bossed the midfield. He was making really clever passes, getting into the right position, finding space, just doing all the things. Um, and it, it kind of typified the the performance for, across the side. There were some really great individual performances. Hoybier was, as usual, just ticking things over. He just does everything right. Um, Regulon is, is really becoming a hugely important player for us. He's so consistent down the left. He's really bombs forward well, puts defence under a lot of pressure, and, and he's got the finished product. His crosses are phenomenal. So it, we, we, it was a good performance. It was frustrating to concede the goal because it was... Sort of, um, are you, you sorry, sorry, bit, sorry I don't know what, what, what Nick's doing, but Nick's been playing with his head assault for 12 minutes. What's going on there, Nick? Get it going, get it going, son. Yeah. Okay, you look good, man. Don't worry, you look good, don't worry. Hey, sorry, as you were, as you were, man. No, that's cool. That's cool. I'm worried now. Are you trying to hint me? Is, is there something wrong with mine? Is that like <laughs> yeah, all of us. I don't know. Maybe he's sending us all a message. <laughs> but, but Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt, the whole issue now, I've been reading a lot, man, this past week about bail, man. Um, yeah. In training ground, saying that, hey, man, you need to do this and this, otherwise I'm going to send you back to Madrid. Yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 really hard to to kind of see, you know, know for certain what what's what's truth coming out of the training grounds and that, but. It's definitely clear that Bale's not playing as much as a lot of us had expected by this. But we knew when he arrived, he was out of fitness. He just had an injury. He hadn't played a lot of football. So we knew it was going to take him a while to come into, wow, Ronnie, we're doing essays today. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie's been waiting, brother. He's been waiting. Oh, we've missed you too, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Bale, Bale um, is an interesting yeah. question. I think there's there's a lot of... there's Because also, at the moment as well, I mean, obviously, every Spurs fan loves Bale. We, we love what he did for us. We love what he represents. He represents a, like a golden era in, in being a Spurs fan and that. But yeah. you've also got to ask yourself, who would you take out the side to put him in at the moment? And in, in, in what he's done for oh, us and yeah. the flashes of, of the few minutes he's had. And he hasn't had a lot of time on the field, but he hasn't looked himself he hasn't looked at his absolute best i don't know if i'd go so far to say he's a fraud i think he's done a fair bit in the game <laughs> but, everybody's yeah, a fraud today teams yeah <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, levels of fraud i think yeah, if, if, if we rank the levels of fraud he's probably the biggest in terms yeah, I of so. uh, i agree i agree definitely i mean look at what he's done over the course of his career he's a phenomenal no. player he's just clearly not he's I not doing yeah. yeah, he's he's he's. I mean, look at his well, stats. Bale is calling you miss you every Champions League finals. Ask Claudio's goalkeeper. Yes, yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal I'll player, but he's poor, he, he's not quite hitting it. And and if we were to see him go, it would be sad in the sense of what it represents and the memory and on an emotional level. But it wouldn't affect the football done, the football side of it. You know, he's not. Ah. He's definitely not not affecting our. Because Bale not have three Champions Leagues. 
Yeah, he's yeah. done all right. I mean, even his oh, time in Real Madrid, he was averaging a goal every two games, which is pretty yeah. phenomenal considering he was in and out of the side. You know, this is a player who's done a bit. Um, he's, ah. he's, but at the same time, you you you've got to kind of you're only as, and it's kind of almost to me similar to the 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 Michael Owen um, question, where Michael Owen was a phenomenal player for four or five years, and then he had a very kind of soft last four or five years of his career. And Bale's mm-hmm. kind of going through the same patch where he, he exploded onto the scene, did some phenomenal stuff, had some great years. And then now for the last couple of years, he hasn't really done a lot. And it, you wonder what he'll be remembered for. Will he be remembered for, you know, the, the, the hat-trick for, hat-tricks for Spurs back in the day and the, the consistency he gave Real Madrid in his early time there? Or will he be remembered as someone who kind of faded from it, concentrated on his golf too much? Um, so it is, it is a tough one. It's, it's a shame if we were to see him go without having kind of hit some, 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 some screamers in for us. But... If he was to leave, it wouldn't affect the Sabadi. What I'm more concerned about is the potential um, that we're well, not concerned about, but interested in, I guess, is the, the, the Ali to PSG one. It seems, you know, that, that rumour's gotten quite fierce, especially now that Poch has signed up. Um, and I think if he does go there, it'll be, probably be a really good move for him. But again, it would be another sad thing for Spurs fans to see him go. He's been allow, a phenomenal allow, servant for the Allow the kid to go, man. Allow the kid to go. He has a yeah. whole No, nah, he has to. He posted yeah, on social media the whole time. He didn't play and he was like... It was all sad, you know what I mean? Come on, just let the guy play. Ericsson, Ericsson, is, keen to, Ericsson is keen to come back, um, get Ericsson on loan, and then let yeah. Ali go. Yeah, but, but surely, surely Ali comes to Newcastle. We were actually supposed to sign him. Uh, I think, uh, Matt, you'll, you'll, uh, if you recall the story, the first team that was in for him, uh, I think it was MK Dons, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you played uh, for MK yeah. Dons. Yeah, 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 so we went for him and um, he was set to sign. And then I think a day or two before he was about to sign, uh, Spurs came in and I think they doubled the money. And uh, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, can I just say, can I just say, you know what, when I make everything about Liverpool, I've got good reason to do it. I don't know what next oh, reason. No, you you back. <laughs> I'm going to take my victories where I can. I've got Steve Bruce as coach. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, small victories. I mean, if we're looking at the whole Bale sort of thing, I liked him in his early days. You know, he felt like, you, you know, Dragon Ball Z when Goku was still training. He was like, that's where Gale, uh, Bale was. You know, he was training before he was the Super Saiyan. And he was doing his thing. He went to Real Madrid. His hair went blonde. His ears started flapping a bit more. And all of a sudden, he's like, I'm too good for this place. I'm too good for football. And I'm a golfer. I feel like that's where we're at now with him. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and like we're not even sure what he actually brings to the games at the moment. Like uh, back in the day, you used to have his blistering pace tearing up the field. You yeah. used to have his left foot, yeah. which was magnificent for free kicks and for you know open play. Now I'm not too sure if you're to put him in the squad. What is he actually going to give you? I've seen him play for Tottenham a couple of times, passing sideways, passing backwards. I haven't seen the expression of pace that we, we we've known from Bale, or even that that left foot doing its job. Yeah, he he's good like the the connection we have with him now is more emotional than than football. It's it's you know he yeah. he he was a superstar for us. He was he earned that massive move to Real Madrid by doing incredible things for for Tottenham. Um and but now he's he's for me he's not even in our starting eleven at the moment. I think he could be. I think he still has a potential. I think he's he's got he's shown in the past that he's got the talent to be a phenomenal player. But it's not quite there at the moment. Whether it's fitness issues, maybe it's just been too long, and maybe he has lost it a bit. Uh, as you get older, you do lose that bit of pace, and that was a big part of his game. Maybe that's a, a big reason why he's not as effective you've, now. You've never, you've never played with Mossa clearly, because that boy is still buzzing there. He's, ah, he's not yeah, slowing I mean, down. Like, you know, that's, uh... <laughs> Nick, sign this boy. Sign him. <laughs> Wherever twenty-five, Nick. Wherever twenty-five. 
<laughs> the other statesman. Yeah, one, one thing I want to talk about before we move on from the Spurs sort of conversation is that, you know, we give a, Mourinho a lot of shit um, for how they set up. But again, we, we're looking at the table. They're four points away. We're looking at Ndombele. You mentioned how great he was in the week and the goal that he's done. But if you look at him from when he took over to when Dumbele is now, he's, he's arguably one of the key players for Spurs. And you got to yeah. say that there's something there that's happening from how Mourinho's handled the situation. Yeah, big time. And it's not just Ndombele. Uh, Mourinho has improved a lot of our players. Individually, you look at the likes of Aurier, you look at Sissoko, to a, even to a big extent, Kane and Son. Don't get me wrong, they were fantastic players before. But Mourinho has added a certain level of something to each of them. Yeah. Dyer's game. You know, we, I was always kind of never convinced by Dyer at centre-back. But under Mourinho, he's found that that position and made it his own. And, and across the squad, there's players who've improved individually under Mourinho. And you can, you know, there, there's rightfully, there's questions to be asked about some of the tactics and the, the approaches <laughs> to certain games. And there we go. Happy birthday, Mossa. Hey, Nick, we, we, we shared a message in the group over the weekend of you with the trophy um, wearing a lot of clothes. So we, we might need to share that with you after the show, just just so you, you're part of the joke as well. I sent it to him. I sent it to him. He asked me why I have naked pictures of him. So I had to, I don't know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, but Matt. Just going back to, sorry, Matt, just on the Ondombele um, sort of uh, talk, you know, I watched that uh, that that uh, documentary that they had all or nothing with Spurs, and he was very much last season a very fringe sort of mm. player in the squad. And I think he had questioned why he left his, his previous club to come to Spurs because, yeah. you know, he came for big money, um, I think Mourinho was even called in um, together with himself, not at the same time. Um, one with Mourinho first to say, listen, we've spent a lot of money. Why isn't he playing? And then secondly, to sort of keep the player happy. Um, you know, Daniel Levy had a, a big task there because, you know, obviously the boy's got talent. You know, mm. you wouldn't have been bought by, by Spurs for that amount of money. But... You know, it is that where they found him yeah. on Britain's Got Talent. He's 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 he's, he's a record signing, isn't he? Um, yeah, it's definitely a record signing. Yeah, sixty-seven million yeah. pounds. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. he he always had he always had a bit of something, and I think I think if there's any coach in in world football to get the best out of you, uh, it is Mourinho. But you're either going to get it with him, or if you don't get it, you're out the door. So I'm, yeah. I'm thankful for the fact that he he's actually got it with him because if it never worked out like Deli Ali, he's out he's out the window at the moment. So yeah, yeah he expects Mourinho expects 100. You know he doesn't he he yeah. he won't. And and for me that was a big contrast when 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 Wenger was still at Arsenal and 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 Mourinho was at Chelsea. The the big difference and and um it was sort of like I heard someone explain it once as to say that when when they walk off the training pitch. Mourinho will walk up to a player and they can have had the best day of their life on the pit on the on the training ground, but he'll say, You missed a few passes, you need to tighten up your short game. You know, you need to get better with your short passes. To focus exactly the one thing they got wrong, he'll pick it out. And yeah. Wenger would walk off and go up to any player and, and pick out their strength and say, You were really good at your crosses today. Focus on that. Never mind that they weren't marking, they weren't sure. tracking back, whatever. And it's kind of that that focus on 
improving every tiny thing and, and expecting your entire game to be perfect. And I think that's why he does get the best out of players, the players who respond to it. And obviously, Ndombele has. He's, he's really yeah. stepped up. His game, his all-round game has, has come along hugely. Um, not to say he wasn't talented before. It's not like we found him on the street and they've just turned him into a footballer. He was a solid no, there footballer were, before. There were a lot of clubs after him. I think United were looking <laughs> yeah. at him. I think Liverpool, there were, there were a couple of clubs looking at him. Yeah. And he's, he's repaid Mourinho's kind of faith in him and he's really stepped up and he's proved himself. He's, he's, he's an essential part of the team now. I mean, the the, the Sheffield United game, I mean, obviously the, the, the opposition is limited, so you don't want to read too much into it. But I think that was that's not the first time he's done that for us. He's been playing really solid games for a while now. He... he Bosses in midfield, but him and Hoybier together are really good. Our position were limited. What are you saying about my team? Well, I wasn't trying to talk about your team. I was about to ask you, uh, Claudio, you said all these teams were in for them. Newcastle were in for them. We a big club. Hmm. Yeah, um, let's we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, let's, talk about, yeah, let's, let's talk about the, the game that was a big fixture on the weekend between two big clubs, actual big clubs. And, um, you know, the, the thing for me is when we're talking, when we're looking at this game, it's a game that one of the clubs is turning into a Soweto derby and really making it a boring game. And that, that's clearly Manchester United. It feels like there's all this hype. <laughs> Hype and no delivery on the park. That's what it is. <laughs> Liverpool were at home. I mean, sour if grapes. anything, it's up, you guys. it's up to Liverpool to make it. There's a way in which you set up. There's a way in which you set up. And they set up for the last five, six, seven years. They've turned this into the Soweto Derby. That's what they've done. They sit deep. The nice. Yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, I don't agree with that. Firmino, how much time did he have? No. Did, did, Wanga, to add on yeah. to what you think. Did any of their front three have a shot on target? Ah, oh, we did. Yeah. Firmino did. He did have yeah. and Firmino did. He just hit it. He missed hit it. He bloody it was a back pass to, to De Gea, but he did have one. He did. So don't don't Firmino could have passed in Robertson twice. Twice on two occasions, I remember. And Guys, I don't know what he did. What he decided to do. That those were definite goals. Those are those are typical Liverpool goals. And I don't know what he was doing there. No, that could have won the game, literally. If, if Liverpool are going to say, yeah, it's the way United set up that, that, that ruined it. I mean, for one thing, when Mourinho says stuff like that, everybody's like, oh, you're so good. Da, 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 da. But, you know, like now, because <laughs> it's a family-run club, they get to call that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> it's a club. You know, we used to feel sorry for them. For what? For what reason? Yeah, and, and that's three games in a row you guys haven't scored. Is, have, have, exactly. all three sides, have all three sides been coming straight from the Soweto derby? I think Liverpool need to ask themselves serious questions about why they're not... Putting the goals. ball in the back of the net—it's a serious. Yeah, exactly. And 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 the, the biggest thing, guys, I'm hating now, right? I'm not a, I'm not a Liverpool Liverpool fan, but I'm a football fan. Is people are coming out to criticize Thiago? What the flip, guys? How can you create criticize Thiago? Yeah. I saw some stupid tweet about um, Thiago is not the solution to unlocking um, Liverpool's front three. Um, Thiago in 24 league games last season for Bayern only had um, four goals and zero assists. Bloody hell, Thiago is a deep lying playmaker. He's deep lying playmaker, and he, he I'll makes. I'll tell you what, Cello. He's, he's, he's no. He's, he's no John Joe Shelby. That's all I can tell you. You're gonna get time to speak about your team right see. now. Again, we're speaking about two big teams. Okay, two big teams. I think people are. You know, remember, remember when when they signed Thiago? There was a 
yeah, yeah, in a hype. And every time when James Milner was on the on the, they got that video of James Milner. Everyone was going crazy about that. Well, okay, the, then he yeah, got the injured. Yeah. yeah, now he's playing. Now he played, and then he got the opportunity to play. I think everyone was just like, ah, oh, it's sort of like a. Like, you know, like, uh, who's bashing it? Who's bashing it? Because when I was watching him play, he looked like a general, he looked like a general that the legend Dietmar Haman said that that guy, remember, he also played for Newcastle. I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying the expectations people were putting. I and I agree with what you're saying, Solo. I'm just saying that. But people were, you know, they were hyping up like he's going to give Liverpool 20 assists in one game. And it's just it's just what you get. Guys, and people are just saying, guys, ah, look at this. Guys, what's this? What's this? Guys, it's his I'm third just, start I'm... of the season. He's had his injuries. I get All these you. people yeah. making noise are full of shit. Time to jump yeah, on. When I was talking about the game and how he set up and turning it into Sweater Derby, what, all I implied was two big teams, <laughs> one of them playing with a small team mentality is what I was saying and waiting for their chances. Because if we're looking at it, I, I'm not. I'm not having goals there. I'm being. I'm being honest there. When I'm looking at it, you're going. You're going. No fans. No center halves. They're playing a midfield three that haven't played together the whole season. United should really be having a go at them. And for the first 30 minutes, had we taken one or two opportunities that came our way, that was all Liverpool. 30 minutes. 30 minutes inside of the game, Liverpool didn't do anything. They didn't take their chance. If they felt it for me, there's a lot going on inside the man's head, similar to what a team of Verden is pretty much going through. And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't take the chance. And then United were like, oh, wait, wait, is that all they got for us? Oh, now we can start playing. And, you know, the, 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 those big, two big chances that came in the second half came when Thiago, unfortunately, who was at that time doing stuff for us, Shakiri like, started dropping off. We brought on Curtis Jones. you got Thiago now is expected to be a hardcore CDM, like – defensive midfielder when both of them are playing centre-back. And that's where those opportunities came from. And that, at the end of the day, both... And I've got to be honest, though, from that perspective, if I'm a Man United fan, surely they're going to be happy with the point because they're still top and they're still doing their thing. But if I'm a United fan, I'm pissed off going to an Anfield knowing they were there to be robbed and broken a record of that Liverpool haven't lost at least a couple of years. Like, how many games is it? 60-something-odd games? They were there for the taking and they didn't take it. So from who, my perspective, who, who, that's who, what I'm talking about. Claudio, Claudio, who had the better chances? I said you had the better chances. Did you not hear me say that? I said you had well, two ex- chances. That exactly. exactly. If, if, you have, if you have chances to win, no. right, and you don't take your chances to win, that, that is on you for not taking those chances. If we had zero but, chances... But those if, chances if, can be if, taken if, if they come with a more positive, more belief. If, more belief. I don't if think they were shy. If we had zero chances, zero chances... If we had zero chances, zero, zero, then I can understand what you're saying. But the fact that we had the best chances and that, and that De Gea only made one save, Guys. Um, your goalkeeper made two saves, then we can say that, okay, Ole's tactics almost worked because he just needed one of those chances to go in as we want to to Man United. You know what I mean? But, but nah, man. I think you 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 you're being very much very much emotional and you and you've been and you've been drinking too much and you've been drinking too much from from clubs um Kool-Aid. Man. What, what am I drinking from Cup Kool-Aid, man? Please, don't oh, come out. Let's, let's, let's assess, let's assess listen, local situation. Listen, no, let's assess it. Let's assess it. But listen, but listen, but listen, right? Jose Mourinho goes to, go, goes to uh, plays, plays Man City, right? What happens? Man City have all the chances, right? Um, Spurs has have two chances and they score. 2-0, right? Jose Mourinho 
as a coach has been lauded as being one of the best coaches in history. He's he played Barcelona, um, uh, Barcelona uh, with Inter Milan with um, all those players, and he was playing defensively. But what happened? He went to the final and he won a, tre a treble. Football has different ways of 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 of, of setting up, right? You can disagree or agree if you like the way a certain team sets up or not. But at the end of the day, if it's effective in getting the results that's required, then you have to give that person credit for setting up in that manner, right? Oh, so then you were no. So then you were happy with the point. Is that is what that's what you're telling me? Because if oh, you set yourself up missed, and you we, came away we, with we, the point, then, no, missed, no, no, wait, wait. Based on that analogy, missed, hold on. We missed, we missed the best chance. No, no, let me finish. You said your exact words were: if you set up and you come away with the result, you lose. <laughs> you didn't come away with the results. I would have missed the best chances. If we didn't get chances, I'd be angry. But we missed the best chances. Ultimately, this is a lot to talk about for a game that finished no-no. It's like, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as the way Spurs played against you guys, right? What happened? Burvine hits the post. That's a chance that they missed. That's what we Two hundred Spurs, you you know uh, your 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 record could have ended then, you know. And what what does what happens? Liverpool scores in the first minutes. But don't confuse what I'm saying. Don't you, confuse what I'm saying. Claudio, Man United had the best chances. Okay, I didn't. I and I said that in my opening statement. I literally okay. So I literally said that. I literally said United had the best yes. chances. I'm not mistaken, but, 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 but I'm trying to say but, but, what you're saying is, is not is not right. Okay. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I just say what I want to say? Let's hear from our other friends and what what they say. No, listen here, Celo. All I'm saying is now that you get, oh, please drink more so I can talk. Listen, what I'm saying is, I'm saying. That the setup, right? I was saying irrelevant of the result. I'm not blaming Liverpool's performance on how United set up. Liverpool have their issues, and I can talk about. I'm going to talk about the issues right now. All I'm saying is what you were saying with regards to if you're going to set up and you walk away with the result. Mourinho sets up in a certain way. He walks away. He wins the trophy. Done. He's won the trophy. It, it's justified. The means justifies the ends. In this scenario here, all I'm saying is Liverpool felt right for for United to go and then attack them. They were cautious. They got their point, and they will take it. Fantastic. When we're looking at Liverpool, we're looking at how they set up. There's a lot wrong there. There's in, in the midfield three, yeah, we, we're losing two of our engines. They're both playing centre-back. They both did fantastically well, by the way, at centre-back. So I'm not critiquing that. But when you do that, we lose something in the midfield, and the front three Liverpool, don't benefit. Yeah. Now, the biggest yeah. issue about the front three when we're talking about it, you know, if we're looking at other clubs, and Jamie Carragher said this, and this I thought was this was brilliant. When you're looking at other clubs and you've got a front three, generally they last there for two seasons max, two, three seasons, your front three. Afterwards, they get changed. This front three have now been together for four seasons. This is going on four now. So it is very unusual for a front three to be kept together for such a long time. So long, when, you're yeah. looking, when, you're looking, when you're looking at Salah, for example, early second half, and for me that highlighted exactly what Liverpool are going through, is that Salah was in the box one-on-one -on -one with Luke Shaw. I'm not talking one Bissaka, who, by the way, in my opinion, I think is the best defending right back in the league. And that's quite a statement. But defending right back, there's no one that beats him. I like how he closes down. I like how he gets tight. He's very hard. I mean, the only time Mane beat him was with a one-two. Apart from that, it was difficult. But when Salah's one-on-one with Luke Shaw and the Oak is in the box and he decides to turn back and pass the ball, for me, that, that there's something very wrong. I don't know if it's the chemistry that's waning. We look at Firmino. He's all over the place. He had in, in the first half, 
You know, he could have played ball out wide to Thiago. He didn't. He had a shot. Wrong decision. He had Robertson on the left-hand side. He could have done that. He didn't do that. You know, so there are a couple of things that are just not gelling at the moment, and that's because we make shifting, we're moving pieces around, and our, our normal team aren't playing together. But is it all worry? No, I'm not saying it's all worry. We're still in there with the shots. If it was any other league, if it was a, if a team, if it was a Man United, if it was a Man City, you know, and they've lost three of their four centre-halves, would we say, like, would they be up top still competing for the league? So for me, from that perspective, I was going, okay, Liverpool lost it. They're still doing all right. There's still a lot to come. But yeah, that's all. That's my analysis. I'm done, guys. I'm done. Cool. cool. No, I think. But my, no, but, but let me, let me, okay. No, I was what I was gonna say is that no. Listen, right? You know, as a as a fan, right? You you would like um, there, there's there's what you would like your team to do, right? But then there's also um, sometimes you just need to ask yourself why is the coach doing this, right? And try looking from the coach's point of view and try and understand what the coach is doing, right? Um, me personally, um, a person like Pogba is wasted on, uh, on, 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 on out of position. You know, what I mean, he's 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 our he's our he's our best midfield in terms of um, spraying the passes, long shots. You know, he can do it with both uh, both feet. You know, I don't like to see him out of position. You know, I, those 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 two times I think when um, McTominay made him uh, misplaced the pass. You know. And I was like, flip, man. Like, that would, that would never happen with Pogba. And luckily, obviously, Liverpool didn't, didn't take advantage of those misplaced passes, you know. So, from, from that point of view, uh, in terms of um, getting Pogba in the midfield, I feel, I feel, I feel Solskjaer uh, missed, a, missed a beat there. And then also, secondly, by, by playing Rashford up top, man. I know the whole point was to, obviously, to, to, to use his pace to, 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 to advantage. But the problem is, when he plays in a central striking role, he doesn't have the attributes that a Cavani or a Martial have in uh, in that role because at least they can protect the ball better and they can occupy the defenders better. You know what I mean? Um, so in, in that regard, it wasn't great. But also, I need to look at it from Solskjaer's point of view and say, okay, the coach decided to go with this method, and this method was, you know, um, you know, let's see what they can do for the first couple of uh, for the, the first half basically, and then second half, let's 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 try and get on the ball more and maybe create some more chances. And we did, you know. I mean, we had the free kick from Bruno. We had some pass that Marshall put to Bruno was went out for a corner. We had a couple of things that we, that we were trying to put together in the second half that we just didn't do in the first half. But I just think that's how Solskjaer set up. And 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 seemingly this season, as opposed to last season, last season we did so well against top six sides, right? We 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 drew against Liverpool um, and then we lost to Liverpool. Otherwise, every other team we basically either drew against them or beat them. We beat Chelsea twice, beat City twice. You know what I mean? Um, uh, beat uh, Tottenham twice. This season is the opposite. You know what I mean? This season we've lost to Arsenal, lost to Spurs, um, kept a clean sheet against Chelsea, kept a clean sheet against City, kept a clean sheet against Liverpool, but zero zero. You know what I mean? We didn't we didn't win. So that 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 shows you that okay, cool. Maybe he's looking at it in a different manner, but then we're doing better against the smaller sides, which 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 isn't bad. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, we got the point. We're still top of the league, um, unless Leicester obviously beat Chelsea, which I think they are going to do. So I think Leicester might be top of the league by the end of the night. But yeah, uh, to, to Nick's, uh, Matt's point, though, it was a dull game. And I don't know how we, we created so much airtime about this game. Uh, it, was, it was really, really bad. So it's a dobby. Go to, 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 go to um, what's this? Nick's, Nick's uncle's comment there, man. It's interesting, man. I didn't know about this. About, about, about Salah. About, mm, man. 
No, man, yeah. listen, that's what I'm saying. With this front three, it's about that time that something gets changed. One of them is going to go. One of them is going to come in. I am very fearful of a Firmino sort of situation. Yes, Wonga? I was going to say, I was going to even ask you, Claudio, what do you think? Because I think Asan is probably in this, not Asan, mine is in the same position as well. I think he's, um, I remember there was a time he was a bit aggregated about not, uh, um, as I said, not getting any, I think he was worried about his, I'm not worried, but he was not, not happy about his contract. Um, I mean, they gave him the money, but now he's 29 now. Yeah. Um, he's also 29, uh, two years left on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. I think it ends in 2023. Um, I'm not sure how many years Salah has left, but that's, that's, that's Liverpool's best, best two players on the pitch. And those are the guys banging in the goals. So, um, do you, do you know, I mean, what's, <laughs> do you know, what do you think was going to probably happen in the next one or two years? Think they're going to extend the contract or they're going to look to take him out? Like, Gini Van Halden was also very undecisive with that. So I don't know if he signed a contract yet with them. Extension, but he's also no, so yeah. So Gini, yeah, yeah. So Gini Van Holden has been offered a new one. He doesn't want to take it because he he believes he, he deserves more money. And if you look at the you amount see. he's getting, I think he's only getting not even half of what Salah is getting. For example, Salah's at twenty nine as well. Uh, I think money. They're all getting to that age now. How much has Salah got? Sorry, just to Salah's close. I think it's like two hundred thousand or something like that. Something, something, yeah. Yeah, so 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 Salah's at this point now where he's trying to maximize what he can get. Let's face it, he's not going to have another season like he had at Liverpool when he came in there. It's it's not going to yeah. it's not going to reach those heights. So, and the, the issue I have with Firmino right now is if you're looking at the front three and you're going, and I'm Matt's going to jump on this, and I defend Firmino. I love the boy, I love him. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I'm fearful for the fact that out of the three, you're not going to get rid of a Mane or Salah before you get rid of a Firmino, and that's the sad oh, fact. Oh, the, the the issue is. And you look at what Firmino actually offers is pressing in the front, and he did it. He did it on the weekend. He did do it, but he's not doing it at the same level as he has been doing it. And as as soon as you come in and you go, okay, he, he, you're not expected to be an out and out goal scorer. You're meant to create more. And I know the midfield's not functioning, so it makes his job a little bit harder. But if you're not even chipping in with the odd goal that you have been doing, and you're not closing like you would, it does become a bit of a problem. So I am worried from that for him from that perspective. But that's enough about that. I think what what um, Nicholas was saying about Pogba playing. You know, for me, I thought Pogba was your best player going forward on the weekend. And it was yeah, interesting that if he's your best player, why aren't you guys just getting a CDM playing next to him and let him thrive through the middle? Why isn't that happening? You see, you see, you see that's the problem I, I, I was saying is the fact that Solskjaer, right, um, he needs to also remember what he did post-lockdown, right? After lockdown, um, first game, he starts cool. Pogba's on the bench. Uh, he plays Matic, whatever, whatever. But after that game, he started Pogba and Matic probably basically, basically in every single game. And we won so many games with Pogba and Matic um, as, as the midfield pair. Cool, maybe Matic doesn't have the legs anymore. Um, so then put 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 him together with Fred, you know, uh, because McTominick... <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love McTominick's passion. Eh? I love McTominick's passion. But, uh, but honestly, uh, Pogba at least... So much more. Pogba's, you know, playing playing at a higher level. He can make some. Uh, he can make the passes, and he's also tracking back. You know, I mean, he's being he's yeah. being, he's doing defensive. He's doing well defensively. He's strong in the midfield. Um, but yeah, Solskjaer needs to, you know, Solskjaer makes some some really bad decisions, some questionable decisions. You know, what I mean, you know, he's he's picking his Scandinavian brother Lindelof ahead of Bayi. Like ah, oh, like okay, but they cool. did the job. They did do the job. Yeah, they, did, they, did. they did. But obviously, before the game, you cringe and you're like, "Why are you doing this?" You know, what I, mean? I get. I understand you guys are all there, uh, Vikings, whatever, whatever. But come on, man, let the, let the black man from Africa play, man. 
Kirby, you know? But, but, <laughs> but, but cool, sharp, no. we, didn't, we didn't concede, we didn't concede straight, so cool. But if it went the other way, we're going we're gonna to be very angry with him, you know what I mean? For, yeah. for picking off, you know? But it didn't, didn't turn out badly. Um, so let's, as he said, that point is only good if you win the next game. So let, let us see tomorrow. And if we win the, that game tomorrow, uh, Fulham has been it's shown against Liverpool. It's shown against uh, Chelsea. It's a, it's a tough team to play, especially at Craven Cottage. Um, so, yeah. so it'll be a tough fixture. Yeah. Hello. Do you think it reflects like a, a lack of confidence uh, from Solskjaer and the players that he has at the moment to go to a game like that where, you know, the majority of us in this group had thought Man United should be coming out to fire and win the, and win the game and take three points from uh, Liverpool because of the circumstances they find themselves in. Do you think the manner in which they approached the game, it looked at as if they were respectful of a Liverpool and being at the cop and they kind of approached it in a sense where if they don't concede, if they get a draw, it's good enough. And going for a win would be far from like a, they, they, they rational. Yeah, I man, I think that's 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 for Solskjaer to, to I think, gain some confidence back, I, I guess. You know, I think maybe sometimes as well, this season he hasn't done really well in the big games. Maybe, uh, you know, the, the PSG game at home, the Leipzig game away. Um, but I think he needs to have confidence in the players that he has, especially if you are building confidence as a team. Um, and I think maybe, yes, first, in the first half, you do set up in a certain way, right? But in the second half, I think you can change certain dynamics of your team to try and get on the ball more. So, for instance, if he had brought a Pogba into the midfield in the second half and then made a sub maybe and take off McTominay and bring on Cavani, for instance, for, for, for McTominay, then at least you're changing, you're changing the, 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 the pieces in your, in your lineup. You know what I mean? You're, playing, you, you're, still, you're still having maybe the same shape, but just changing the pieces where you're trying to be a bit more adventurous, which he didn't do. He probably did it a bit too late. Uh, when when he did eventually try to try to make the subs, but but yeah, but I think I think he he's probably taken a, a knock um, in terms of confidence wise in the in the big games, which, which isn't good. About, sorry, sorry, which isn't good, yeah. No, which isn't good. Which isn't good. But in the second round of fixtures, uh, we have to go away to to Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea. Uh, Man City um, and host and just host um, what's his um, Liverpool. So in those second round fixtures, he can't have five points only in draws. He needs to come out of those five fi- fixtures with ten points out of fifteen if he wants to go win the Premier League. You know, um, you can't get five out of fifteen. You need to get ten out of fifteen minimum. Right. And before we move on to the next game, one last thing. I think a uh, great comment there from Scott, and I fully endorse this. He says he thinks the Martial debate has been settled. Cavani no, no, should start every listen, week. Listen, listen. Can I say something about that? Marcus Rashford was the worst attacker for Man United this weekend, but no one is saying that in the English media. It's a bias towards... Um, uh, to English players and always criticizing foreign players in the media. It's happening too often. When De Gea, um, they've been on De Gea's case, Martial's case, Bruno's case now, all of a sudden, they've been on Pogba's case, but I've never ever heard one bad thing about Marcus Rashford's performances, which is disgusting because Marcus Rashford was so poor, always on offside. Martial at least tracked back and kept um, Trent quiet uh, defensively. He was working hard, but Rashford did nothing in that game. Yeah, carry on. Let's I, play. Let's I think I think Kellen Wilson's better than Martial. 
Estuvo bien. <risa> No, but but you know, Marshall is better than 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 him. No, is okay, guys. The Man City, the Man City. No, but listen, you see, you see, you see, look at this, look at this, look at this. Look at this. This shows that people view matches differently and also people have certain biases. You know what I mean? I say, I, I, I look at what, what Scott says there, right, as a bias, you know, and saying that he viewed Marshall's performance differently. Whereas if you look at the position that Marshall was playing, he was there to mark Trent first and foremost, which he did. He, he tracked back and then also to contribute. His link-up play was much better than Rashford, but... Hey, I'll, I'll have a, I'll have a, a segment uh, just just to talk about Man United soon. Uh, we're gonna launch it soon. Um, just waiting for that. You heard it first on the cooldown, guys. Settle's coming out with his own Devils United show, so stick around for that. I'm coming, guys. I'm gonna host it with, with Scott. Uh, Marcus and, and, and Nicholas Killers, we can have the four Bay United fans. <laughs> now, I want to be far away from that conversation. Okay, let's, let's, let's talk about the Man City Crystal Palace game and why we need to speak about it, guys, is because the bookies have made them favorites to win the league. They came out there, they did the business, they scored some banging goals. John Stones has been a revelation, let's be honest. Um, Laporte's sitting on bench, guys, because Ruben Diaz and, and John Stones are doing the thing. Mosa, yep. how do you think how do you think it shaped up for the guys? And you know, I know we're gonna talk about who we think the title winners are gonna be, but in this game in particular, John Stones has really come leaps and bounds, considering he's also one of the players that we're all looking at like as you know, surplus to requirements and they're gonna kick him out of the club. Yeah, true, man. And then to go from there to score his first Premier League goal and then score his second four minutes later is quite a revelation for him, you know. I think Man City this year are showing the power of what Pep can do. Uh, if you look back to Man City about a month and a half ago, we were all writing off Pep and we were looking at if things are going to work with them without having that uh, out-and-out number nine. But now the boys are looking sharp. They're looking fluid. They're looking like they can be the Man City that we saw two seasons ago where you could see these type of results. You know, you get the 4 nils, the 5 nils. As soon as they get on the front foot, it looks like a Man City's ready to now bang in more goals. And yeah, credit to Pep. Credit to Pep and his, uh, his philosophy at the club. A lot of players are coming up and putting their hands up and he's giving them the opportunity. You know, we haven't been looking for Aguero as much as we thought we would have at this point in the season. And that's that's credit to him and the players that he's put on the field. De Bruyne is looking... A couple of weeks back, he was looking like he was moaning and looking groggy and looking like he wasn't ready to play. But now he's looking like one of the best players in the Premier League. And that's that's all comes down to the, the, the management, the staff and the players. You know, their contribution to the team has been... Epic. And now they have a strong fighting chance, actually, to take this league. I think they're only well, one point yeah. united with the game in hand, which is incredible for where they've been this season. You know, yeah. So I think Man City are really looking for part. We could, we could go on to take it. I think it's quite interesting. I mean, I remember, like uh, Moss is saying, we were chatting about, I think it was when Guardiola signed his contract, his renewal. And he was yeah. in that little bit of a rut. And I think we had said that sort of they, him signing that contract might have sort of saved him in the sense where they're saying, listen, just go on and, and do your business. But I think mm. this league is, and I think we can all agree, everyone can agree, is uh, it's it's just 
it's madness. I mean, anybody can I think nine teams have, have been top of the log this season. That's unheard of. Um, so, you know, you've got a Man City that is on form. And I think I, I am going to, to sort of take pride in saying that I did say that you can't write them off. You cannot yeah. write a Pep Guardiola squad off. Um, yeah, yes, you know, there's, there's four or five teams here that can win the league. Yes, there's maybe in our own minds, maybe two or three that probably will go the distance. But Pep Guardiola has done it before. So, yes, Claudio, I agree with you. I mean, I think, and, and together with Mossa, you know, who's going to stop them? You know, possibly a Liverpool, you know, possibly a, a, a lucky packet in terms of Man United or Spurs. Um, you know, it is, it is, no, 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 but it is, it is anyone's, anyone's league at the moment. You know, oh, yeah. you've got you've got a you've got a league this year where next week, you know, you'll see Man City lose it and then we'll be talking a completely different game because they yeah. lost their next game and we'll be like, Can they win the league? But then the next week they'll win convincingly and then we'll be back at this conversation. So it is very temperamental. Um oh. but you can't write them off. You really can't. Yeah, and at this stage, they're the only team to have put five wins on the trot. So, and that's how quickly you can climb. Like you said, that's that's the the reality. And I think that's where my comment going back. And we're not going to talk about United, but just saying, from if we're looking at, arguably speaking, in terms of if we're looking at where they are, United, you would say that they're arguably ahead of schedule in terms of how they're performing and where they're at in the table. That just shows you that it is up for grabs, and you know people should be going for it. Um, yeah. And Scott says something, Nick. He says, speaking of people signing contracts, is there anything you want to, you want to say? Have you, have you dotted the, the line yet? Or was the announcement just the announcement? <laughs> what contract are we talking about? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm talking, he was speaking about boats. I was in Camps Bay. I was in a nice, uh, <laughs> nice little spot there just chilling out. So I don't, I don't know what oh, anyone's talking about. Buddy, the buddy's already coming. It's, it's a sign of bonus. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was invited. I was invited. Just relaxing there. Jason will know about my contract. He was my boss last year. So, Jason, you can tell us what happened there with the contract. So, no, no. <laughs> right, let's not we'll have to get Jason on for a Liverpool segment we'll be launching soon. So. <laughs> I don't want to be involved with Liverpool. I'm just going to hear family. Family team. Family team. Yeah. Family team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, that's only because it hurts because it's the truth. Wonga, you know, Arsenal did the business. Nick came out saying, categorically, we can say that he came out saying Newcastle are going to finish above Arsenal. And now, I mean, a 3 0 thumping, two games in a row, they've put, they've put Newcastle to the side. How are you feeling? No, I'm feeling good. Um, <laughs> and yeah, But yeah, I mean, have two goals. I think, uh, yo, he's. I was wondering how he was feeling because I mean, yes, it's been. Uh, it's pretty much been dry this season for him. Um, and yeah. I think yeah, not one, but at least two for this uh, for this match was good. Um, yeah, look, I don't think Newcastle were, 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 were the greatest uh, team. It's like 
Look, I don't want to write them and say, like, they were, it was almost like, you know, Fulham in the beginning of the season. I mean, we, we clutched them and we thought, oh, look, Arsenal are, are looking okay. good, you know, we're moving around there and whatever, whatever. but, uh, I mean, the the future uh, from those games actually told us that, look, Arsenal weren't really up for it. Uh, but it's, it's yeah. good that we're on a winning streak now. Um, and I think Arteta understands that, um, I think any any manager in his position would understand that he needs to win it and, and it's happening. I also like the fact now um, he's managing um, uh, the injuries a bit better. Uh, I think before he was Partey, they were just trying to literally force him into every game. But, um, you know, no, what's the point of playing one game winning. and then... Yeah, they just, they literally, yeah, I mean, even that showed that, look, they just wanted this guy to be on the field. I mean, like, look, I've paid this much, but you, you know, and, and it's like, I get it, okay, you trust the guy, but they didn't uh, get to 100% before he, he starts. And Martinelli as well is also being cautious about him as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, Partey is giving him 60 minutes this game. I think the game before, he gave him a bit less, um, and he came towards the end. He didn't start the game. So, I think they are managing it uh, a bit better. But, um, how brilliant yeah, the result. Have you heard it, how, how, how brilliant is Partey uh, for the squad? Yeah. Yeah, I saw no, a lot of the, the play was coming through him and he was in the intensity up. You can see he's been playing at a higher level than most of the team, man. It's just... Yes, and it. I hope it... Comes see now, you see that, that for me, like, I see like... You see, like, if Partey is always playing and, he's, uh, and you're getting teams like that, I play like Shaka can hide. Um, doesn't have to do much, <laughs> really. I just get like it's just possible back, and, and for me, no, he needs to be exposed. Like we need no, Pate and, and someone else. Ah, to but to... Okay, but, but what? Come on, but, but Shaka has like you guys beat um, Chelsea. Who scored a free kick? You know what I'm looking at. You know what I'm looking at. Ah, that's just the free yeah, point. and he scores it. No, you're right. But you're give right. Shaka, no, you're Shaka, right. Give Shaka his credit because at least the fact that you you win on the on Boxing Day, right? Shaka was uh, quite integral, and then the wins. <laughs> Shaka was quite integral. I think you know, guys, I, I understand the guy is not the best player in 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 the league, man. But he's contributed to Arsenal being where they are currently. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's why they're mid table. Do you see the thing? Yeah, is that, you, see, that, you know what I'm thinking about. Value just because he had a really good game against Chelsea. That's what I'm saying. Is that look? It's it's that's what I'm, Shaka. That's Shaka's story. He's I'm against Man United. Was it the year before? Was it last year? We banged in that goal and 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 uh, what's his name? Um, um, Tahir was driving this way, but the ball was going the other way. Yeah, two seasons ago. Two seasons ago. As you see, that happens. That game, then another season. Yeah, so you can catch him there. I just don't know how an Arsenal fan can get excited about beating a tired team like mine. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm going to. Let me get the kicker in there. Look, no, no. Class players. What world-class players are we talking about? You know, the blind school would have beaten us last night. You have Steve Bruce. You have Steve Bruce directing those guys. It's like, go there. The bus is there. Walk in front of the bus and get hammered like this. That's what they do. That's what he's doing. So... I, I wouldn't. Uh, anyone who beats us at the moment, I wouldn't get too excited. Measure yourself yeah, against. You still the the younger brother of the North London teams. Just remember that. But I, you see, the, but you see, that's that's exactly now I'm getting to the Shaka thing. Is that even in this game, he's, he's quiet, doesn't do much. That's, yeah. Shaka against if Arsenal was saying if Arsenal let's say Arsenal like even now we were saying our oh, top four, top four. I was saying it definitely beginning the season. Then we end up down there. Uh, now we're picking up games, and, and the, to be honest, Chelsea was probably 
the the biggest challenge we had during all those games, and we did clean out, and they were, they were not, we caught them at the right time, to be honest. Um, but for me, I just long term, I think we need to. Look, if you're looking long term, I just if let's say uh, Smith Rowe gets injured now, um, I understand mm-hmm. maybe transfer window. Why just not there? But Smith Rowe gets injured. What are you going to do if if Saka gets injured? You're going to put on William. William's tired. They put William on the last minutes. Uh, he's still looking. They even even now you can see they're trying to play him in the uh, back in his original position yeah. um, where he was playing uh, centre attacking mid. Literally was a direct swap. Uh, still, I mean Newcastle and the Newcastle the three 0 down. You think you'd be driving to score a goal? Maybe still nothing there. Um, I really can't see anything. Pepe. Been talking now a lot about him now. You know, I was excited about him. Eesh, nothing there. I, I just, re- I, I really wonder if we get injured. Another fraud. Another now. Just two, two up front. Oh, um, Seventy-two, seventy-two uh, million gone down the drain. You are my team. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's that's what I'm talking about. And we, we that's what I say. We're fortunate. We've got these. It's good that Arsenal has. The, it's good that we have actually gotten the three points from these games because we needed that. But now oh, those guys get injured. Um, what happens then? And I, and I and I'll always say, Chuck. I don't think for long term. I don't think he's, he's, he's the right guy in that position. I don't think. No, uh, Partey, yes. Long-term. Going forward, Partey, yes. And if Partey gets injured, we've seen it. What happens? Who's there? Who put Probably on our name? There. Yeah. Sabayos. Sabayos. Sabayos until 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 apparently Real Madrid wants to call him back. Yo, he's true. I'd put I'd put on. You see, I'd play Sabayos. Yeah, but that's yeah. you see Madrid's policy. What uh, Madrid I know is that they always give all these guys that come from uh, okay. from them. They always sort of give them yeah the academies. They all they, they, their policy is that literally the policy that we sell you guys out if you don't make it in um, the team. Uh, they will literally sell you, uh, loan you, even sell you. And then there's always the first option if someone wants to buy you or whatever. The, the first option is always to come back before they do anything else because everyone wants mm-hmm. to play for Madrid. That's that's their thing. But Nick, can I please Jason, please. Nick, what is the starting lineup like, bro? I was confused, bro. Can I start? Can I start? Oh, yes, you can vent. Okay, vent, vent. Sorry, sorry, Newcastle. Wait, 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 wait. Before you vent, before you vent, sorry. The guys are asking, let's talk about the, the Uzel situation. And I think, quickly, let's let's sum it up as to they've terminated his contract, he's gone off to Fenerbahce. Wonga, Matt, Mosa, and that way. That's let's let's talk about what we think about this. Sort of go for free. Conclusion. Yeah, yeah, for free. Terminated yeah. And he's gone for free. Yeah. yeah. So I think even Uzel, the, I just look the way Uzel handled. I've always said uh, I think whatever's happening, whatever else, what what Arsenal did to him was very scandalous. Um, yeah. Very, um, very and also the way he's handled it, the way Uzel handled it is is professional, uh, professional to the T. So he said that even now when he's moved to, to um, I think that he tweeted today um, um, saying that I mean he, I mean you know he's missed Arsenal. Arsenal always be his number, will always be his number one club, um, even after the nonsense they did to him. Um, and and I'll, I'll just I'll just like to wait and see. Um, I know many soccer players do it after 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 a while as they they release an autobiography or a biography of some sort um, to see whether he does open up about the situation uh, and how he opens up about it. Um, I'd be really interested to see what what uh, went down there. But again, I say up to this point, he's been yeah. professional, and and I, and, I, and I like that about him. Hasn't put Austin in the dirt at all. But uh, what's going to and- happen to Gunnosaurus now? Does he get the sack? Yeah, who's going to be saving? Who's going to be saving? Is he going to go to Fenerbahce? Is he going to go to Fenerbahce as well? Be the Fenerbahce Gunnosaurus? Like, I don't know. 
Hey, that's a good question, bro. Hey, and I, I never actually looked at that one, eh? But I wonder because he was actually he actually came back because of uh because of uh, Mr. Ozo. Yeah, Ozo um, was paying his but, wages. So I mean, how did they get rid of this Gunnosaurus that they released Ozo? You know, <laughs> what did Gunnosaurus do? Because... the director. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but let, let me not go on at that point. I think I've said enough about. But you're uh, right, man. Mr. Ozo. It's super scandalous what has happened to his career at uh, Arsenal, man. He's he's a prolific player. He contributes as much as he can. Yes, he's not. He doesn't always look like the fittest player on the field, but you do know he's a jersey number ten that can give you uh, something and create opportunities for you as well. Yeah, and now they've they've got very good replacement in this uh, youngster Smith Rowe, but he. Also, should at least be on the bench, right? He's uh, he's contributed. Cheers, Thanks for tuning in, man. Sorry to interrupt you, Mosa. As you were, everyone just say cheers to Tabang. Cheers, Tabang. Sure. Thank you sure, very sure, much. Sure. 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 All right, as you were, as you were, Mosa. <laughs> Where was it? I'm joking. But like he he has contributed so much to the football fraternity, and he 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 didn't have like ill discipline off the field, which uh, oh potentially those those comments which uh, he had raised uh, could be the scandalous ones. Uh, but that's it, man. He's been a really good player for the club. He's uh, done as much as he can for the club and he hasn't gone off in terms of his own personal fitness and his own personal demeanour. For them to have treated him in that manner was kind of unfair and this, I think, is uh, the, the silver line on the cloud because we can then get to see a little bit more of Ozil in the next coming months. You know, We can get to see him play and see what he can contribute. Maybe, who knows, in the next two or three seasons, he'll be back to uh, a league like the English Premier League German league or even the Spanish league doing what he does if if if, oh. if that, that could happen. Oh. All right, Nick, Nick. But Nick hasn't Nick hasn't hasn't vented, guys. We need to give him the no, but that's here. that's kind of where I was going now. Nick, tell us how you feel about this whole Steve Bruce ordeal, man. Yeah, listen, 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 listen. The boys, you won't understand how I feel, but it's okay. So I'm gonna give you a minute or so of, of, of how I feel. Um you know, I'm a little bit pissed off. I'm going to be very honest with you. Pissed off with, you know, fans. And I'll maybe sort of suggest that fans that we talk in, in general uh, will sort of suggest together with pundits that Steve Bruce has done an all right job. You know, he's done a better job or at least the same as Rafa Benitez. Okay, let me start somewhere, okay? He took over, Rafa Benitez took over from a Steve McLaren sinking ship. You know, very, very closely sort of saved us. We got relegated. He stayed with us. We got promoted. And you know what? He had the same squad. He stayed up and um, he did all right. He did, I think we finished 14th uh, first season and then we finished 11th the next season. The comparisons now are coming that Newcastle fans are spoiled and they don't actually understand what they want because Steve Bruce has given the, given the fans exactly the same as what Rafa Benitez is, has given. No, it's not. No, it's not. And why I say that is because Steve Bruce has, given, has been given £100 million more to spend. £100 million more. And that's why I am pissed off with a Gary Neville coming onto Sky Sports last night blaming our owner. Yes, our owner is a problem. But Steve Bruce has no cooking clue. I, I was going to swear there. Fucking clue. Why is it How our club should be run. Okay. And you know what? I look past the fact that he managed Sunderland. But you know what? 
stuff him. He went and managed the the the, the opposition. It's like Wenger going to manage manage Spurs. It's, 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 it's unwritten, you know. It, it shouldn't be the it shouldn't be the case. It's like Alex Ferguson going to manage Liverpool. So you know what? I've written him off. The man has no clue. He he sets up again with five five at the back against the worst team in Premier League history that have started a Premier League season. 18, 18 games and they've not they've got one point or two points. And we set up with five at the back. Are you joking? And to conclude in that game, we had 30% possession. Who is at fault here? Can you tell me that our Coach. our squad can you tell me our squad is inferior? Our squad is inferior to Sheffield United. Can you? Okay. Yes, we yeah, lost three 0 against a against a, 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 a an <laughs> Arsenal team, but we didn't even try. We didn't even try, and I know I'm speaking a lot, but Steve Bruce no, has to right, bro. And no, it is right. before, and what I'm saying to you is, before it's too late, okay? Steve McLaren was replaced by Rafa Benitez in the beginning of March, and we got relegated. We are only a month and a week away from that period. If we and I'm telling you right now, if we do not act now, Newcastle United will be in the in, in the championship and I won't be on the show next season. Well, I have said you won't be on the show. You won't be on the show. No, no, but what is he speaking on the show, Jim? He's not drunk. <laughs> he's he's not drunk. 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 He's like honestly, I see why you say sometimes you know, he made that comparison between uh, Keller Molson and uh, Martial, because he he has to do so much more at a club like Newcastle to actually get in contention to score goals, versus when he's at uh, or versus players who are at a Man United. Newcastle yeah. just don't create opportunities. It's like yo, they have to literally try and find the ball as much as possible to try and create something, and that's must be difficult for players to play there. Oh, it's tough. Uh, and, and you know what? Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Nick. Matt, yeah, Matt's got a got a friend there. Special shout hey, out there. Let's, yeah. let's welcome Carlo. Uh, Carlo. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Come on, yeah, Carlo. Just just <laughs> all in all, what I was just to summarize, like the biggest the biggest thing. Okay, Scott, you need to take it easy. But the biggest thing for me <laughs> is the biggest thing for me with, with Newcastle is you know we are and and I think Alan Shearer said it perfectly last night. And you know a lot of a lot of pundits are saying what do Newcastle expect? What do the fans expect? Yes, we've been in the Champions League. We've been in we've been in uh, in top half positions. And we've challenged for trophies. But you know, at the end of the day, we just want to try. We just want to have a little bit of hope. And, you know, we don't want to have to be fighting off relegation every season. So I think for me, that is the biggest thing. You know, I think Rich is in the same boat as me. Rich is flying high at the moment because he's at the top six, top five. 
Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He isn't in the same the boat. boat but sinking, sinking, sinking boat. He's his no, no, what, really well. No, no. But what I'm saying is, he's up there, but it's exactly the same situation. He's up it's there, but you know, it can it's swing very quickly. It can swing very quickly. You know, he's doing all right now, and then shit hits the fan, and he's in the same boat, shouting on this on this uh, platform, trying to keep his job. You know. <laughs> 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 no, look, I think you, you make a serious point though because you look at Newcastle squad and there's some, there's some quality in there like I don't think you know I don't think they've got the squad to kind of challenge top four or whatever but they no. shouldn't be struggling the way they are you know, you've got some quality True. players I mean as much as we mock you for digging Shelby he is a solid player he does the job I yeah. mean he made some passes against Arsenal and I was sitting there thinking I hope Thiago's watching this because that's some solid yeah. ball play you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, even you know you've got Almiron, he's a quality player. He can do the job. Is, I think yeah. You've got players that yeah. should be pushing you towards, and you should so be in a position fun. where you're thinking about European qualification, even yeah. if it's not happening. Whereas what's actually happening is you're constantly looking over your shoulder, like, are we going to get relegated again? Are we sure. going to get caught by, sure. you know, lose to Sheffield? And and that's a that's a damning indictment on the management, not the not just you the know, ownership, you, but the management. Matt, got there. Matt, you you say that perfectly, and you know, people, if you look at it right now, Sheffield United won last week. West Brom won last week, Brighton won last week. So we are looking over our shoulder right now. Yes, we're yeah. seven points clear, but West Brom get a result tonight. Now we're in big shift. Now we're in, yeah. in big shift. And, you know, people protect an English manager. And, you know, we were speaking about protecting English players like Rashford, but yeah. people protect an English manager like Steve Bruce, who's achieved absolutely zero in the game. You know, he was a half-decent player for Man United. And you got Gary Neville, who is his teammate, fucking telling, telling the fans that, oh, no, it's not Steve Bruce's fault. Rafa Benitez was just as bad. Rafa Benitez, can I tell you what, has finished second in the Premier League. He's won the Champions League and he's won the La Liga. You can't even compare the two. You can't I've never seen any Castle fan get so passionate about a Liverpool manager. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. That's how you do it. For me, Steve Bruce is an absolute <laughs> con. He is a con. And I tweeted something the other day, and I don't think any of us, uh, not all of us saw it. But his, what he said, he literally said, um, I, was a, I was an average player, but I made my career half decent because I was hard working and maybe that is the same for my managerial career because I'm not actually yeah, that good but I work shocking. hard and you, you know what I have to do. Yeah, yeah, he shocking. said, that. He said yeah, that I'll retweet it and I'll send it on the group later but he literally said in his press conference that he actually admits that he's not that good at, at management and at playing but, this, but he, he he compensates for his hard work but this how but this is exactly why but this nick this yeah man the, this is why he's got the job but this is why he's got the yeah. job because mike ashley's like this guy's got zero expectation i can tell him what to do and he's just happy to have a job that's exactly yeah. what it is and when you look at the performance last night the issue of the performance last night is like you're looking at the players and you're going, it's, okay, they're playing an Arsenal, and we can't even say that's an Arsenal of old. So they're playing an Arsenal that, yeah. you know, you can't get something if you take the game to them. But the, the yeah. issue is you're looking at the players and you go, are they down tooling? Like, are they really like not putting in a, in a shift for manager? Yeah. But the issue is, mm. if the manager's coming out with comments like that, how are you meant to be inspired? You can't be inspired. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, you're right. If something doesn't happen soon, Rubbish. if they keep going in this trajectory, we, we're going to have to find a new player. We're going to have to sack you, Nick. And you know what, guys, honestly, you know, you know, it's very, no, 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 you are, you are. And, and honestly, we laugh. And, and, you know, I laughed 
you know, I laughed the first two times I got relegated. as, And I cried both the times when we got relegated. I actually sat in my room crying as a fucking grown man, okay? And I actually said at this point in January and February that we would never get relegated. We're too big to get relegated. But I've learned my lesson now. Guys, I'll be very honest with you. <laughs> I'll be very honest with you. But it can happen. I've seen this horror movie before. I've seen it before. And I'm sorry, but we're on the same we're on the same sort of uh, trajectory here. But now we've got solutions, Nick. What do you do instead? I'm going to hire the blonde, Scotty. I'm going to hire the blonde. <laughs> He's done. Nick's done. I can stop him with a cardboard cutter and the side will do better. <laughs> right. Uh, I just want to talk. We're going to touch on two more things. Wonga, you have your say. Quickly, last final thoughts about Arsenal. And then we're going to discuss... Quickly, briefly, the Chelsea Leicester sort of prospecting tonight and where that takes us. So, Wonga, go for it. Wonga, just think, sorry, uh, Smith Rowe, uh, very similar to a Dean Wilkinson that we used to play with. You guys yeah. will remember. Yes, yeah, And I think, honestly, he is someone off. You've got to right. play. And unfortunately, yeah. if you don't keep him, uh, he will go to someone big because he is a player. That's sorry. That's yeah. I'll drop my. I'm done. Someone, someone, yeah, someone bigger. Yeah. Yeah, I think like <laughs> yeah, he like doesn't I deserve to be in a mid-table team like Arsenal. This is the Champions League team. Yeah, look, Arsenal have always said for you know, it's been over probably more than ten years now that it's always the youth. The youth are looking great for ten years, um, and, and and even at this stage, the youth looks good, but. Uh, <clears throat> they just need to find that balance with obviously the the the, the more experienced guys as well. Uh, but I just think now, I think right now, I just think Arsenal need to, especially if you want to at least stay above the water, uh, as I'd call it, is they need to. We need to have uh, backups. If our guys get injured, we're in trouble. If we lack and we keep our guys um, uh, fit throughout the season, I think we're good. But if we're losing any of those guys up front, um, would it be a Palmyang? Would it be a Smithrow, Saka, or, or a Martinelli? Yeah, we're going to just be in the same boat as well. So I, I, we're going to go back to where we were. So that, that's my comment on that. They just need to uh, yeah. uh, get some backup. I think you guys are step up. With West Ham just scored. What's that? West, West Ham just scored. Oh. Rich. He deserves it. I think you guys are also fortunate to have Obama Yang scoring again because I don't know if you guys watched, but before he scored his first goal, he had a very similar scenario to what happened to Timo Werner where uh, he scuffed his shot. Uh, yeah. uh, and that was like a thing of, oof, if he keeps doing those, he might lose a lot more of his confidence. And the fact that he scored two goals in that game was proper. It's a perfect injection of like um, energy and a, a direction for Arsenal. So I think you're fortunate to have him scoring again because I think you'll see a bit more of him coming into play uh, and not relying on, you know, the youngsters to carry the team as as players like Smith Rowe, like I've had yeah. to do over the weeks. Yeah. Mm. All right. Who's winning the league? Down, what's that? Who's winning the league? Oh, no, no, we're going to save that for Thursday. We're just going to finish off for... I think that conversation will get... Um, well, it will paint a, a clearer picture for us for Thursday, depending on what happens with this Leicester-Chelsea game. 
So, Matt, we're going to start with you. Then we're going to yeah. go settle Nick, Mosa, and then Wonga. And we're just going to see, how do you think this game is going to play out? I reckon it's it's going to be a really tough one for, for, for Chelsea and Lampard. I mean, look at how they were against Fulham. Um, they, they, they've got a lot. If they play, and you said it, Mosa, if they play like they did against Fulham, they're really going to struggle. And I think that if... If Leicester turn up and do play at the, the peak of their performances, I mean, the form they're on, if they just keep going the way they're going, I think it's going to be a, a Leicester win. Um, I don't think it'll be a complete walkover. I think it'll be 2-1 or, or something like that. But uh, on current form, it looks like Leicester are going to take this. I think that's going to be a really big challenge for, for, for Lampard. I think that's going to pose some serious questions of, of whether he's the right man for the job. I don't know whether Avram Grant has rocked up and pulled away all his Hawaiian shirts yet. I don't know whether that's happened. Um, maybe <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think there'll be there'll be more pressure on that if, if he doesn't win tonight. I've got to make I've got to make a meme out of it, don't I? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know that, that Hawaiian shirt, man. But think about it. <laughs> Hey, man, you know, the is perfect for a Hawaiian shirt tried down South I Africa. That. I missed that. Someone explained that to me. What what happened there? No, hey, man, I was, you... One of Claudio's yeah. home family-run business anecdotes again, saying that <laughs> Lampard challenges that he's got too many shirts in the closet. I think he was referring to squad selection. And he was talking, yeah. and I would say, yeah, Avram Grant's going to have to arrive there and make sure he doesn't put on a Hawaiian shirt and go to a press conference. <laughs> give us another beggar he says Christian Pulisic is what is a is a is a thank you my PlayStation uh, no Dragon Ball Z did he say Dragon Ball Z no Dragon Ball Z He's at that point now. He's at that point now where he's got the family. He's tired of being angry. He's got nothing to prove. His hair's not blonde anymore, and that's where he's playing golf. Okay, yeah. So, so what do you think is going to happen tonight, Till? Hey, man. I, I, you know, the the Leicester um, in the previous game uh, against what Southampton, right? That first half, they weren't the better team, but they just got a chance, and obviously they finished the chance. And it seems like Leicester is just like a. You know, you know how, how top sides are. You know, they don't perform well, but they end up winning somehow. You know what I mean? And and Southampton had the better chances, but just weren't clinical and weren't just doing the um the making the right final ball. Um so I think they still they have a lot of confidence. Um their their best players are, are back. Um Pereira's come back, he was on the bench. Uh Sionchu came on, DD starting, you know what I mean? So I think it'll be it'll be a, a two one victory to 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 to, um, to Leicester. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, with a two-one win for Chelsea. Um, I I just think Chelsea, obviously, from their win, I do think that they sort of they didn't play the best they could, and I think it's sort of something they can build on. Uh, Newcastle played against Leicester, and Leicester were dead average. They did beat us. I mean, it's not it's not sort of easy so to beat. Yeah, it's not hard. And I mean, Andy Carroll scored, so you know that means that there are holes in that that back line. So um, I'm going to go with a two-one win for Chelsea. I do oh, think. Thank you very much, I, sir. I do think. <laughs> did you jump up? I do think. I do think if if, uh, if Chelsea have if Chelsea have players playing like you know the you know the star Martial. You know, they might struggle. Um, but if they're not like Martial, then we're okay. 
All right, Mosul, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, this, this, this show, so much, so much slander. So much slander. This show is the Martial, Firmino, Verna, Wilson, Bale, Bruce. I don't know who's rubbish at, at Arsenal. Uh, oh, Shaka, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, so, I kind of like you know, feel the same way. feels about this game. Like you know, that that we had a really good opportunity against a team like Fulham to express how far along we have come in terms of our development and how the coach is putting things together with the players that he has at the moment. And that the win against Fulham wasn't convincing at all, and never left Chelsea fans and Chelsea supporters in a position where we felt confident that. Lampard has got to figure it out for us. And I think going into a game like this with Leicester, it might be <laughs> it might be difficult to, to to contain them. I mean, if you do get one or two chances created by Jamie Vardy, by Madison, by Harvey, these guys can actually bury those opportunities and make a game of the occasion. And I think that's going to be the challenge for Chelsea today. If we don't come out with all guns blazing from the get-go, to give Leicester time and opportunity to play in a game like this will just create too many chances for us to contain. So I unfortunately, as a fan, must be honest and do see us losing this one to one, unfortunately. Yeah, um, you know your football, Mosa. Right, Wonga. Um, look, it's for me, um, I'm gonna be supporting Leicester today. <laughs> um, um I just think it helps us climb the league as well. But I mean, honestly speaking, as well, I think um, I, I just think Leicester going to take it. Um, they, they, they seem to be in a better. I'm going to just go by form, on a better form than um, than than Chelsea. But I mean, you know how the league has been, guys, it's been crazy. But uh, yeah, according to next um, tomorrow could be four. I mean, tonight could end up four 0 to Chelsea. You never know. But yeah, I'd go for Leicester to win it. Two 0 I don't see Chelsea scoring. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm going to finish it off. I'm going to say two-one to Leicester and set the the cat amongst the pigeons. Just because I think deep down we'll talk about it on Thursday, and I could be proven wrong tonight, but I don't think so. Um, that they will. They are title challenges, guys. They are. They up there. They up there. Um, mm. final thoughts before we go, guys. Steve Bruce out. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ole out still a thing as well, though? Uh, the uh, Silo. At top of the league. That's all I know. We, 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 we forgot about it, bro. We forgot about it. Eh? We forgot about it. We even forgot the fact that we are out of the Champions League, man. We'll be reminded when 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 European football again. Right, Wonga. Final final thoughts. Sir. Um, I'll settle for Arsenal top six. Arsenal Yo. top six. <laughs> Arsenal Matt? top six. I I I, <laughs> I, I want to see. I'm, I hope we remember this come end of the season. I want to see where Arsenal go. I think they. I think top six is a bold claim. It'd be a fantastic case of a dark horse. You know, a real mid-table club punching above their weight. You love to see it. You love to see it. But I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> right. And on that note, guys, if you don't know what to be, be cool. Be cool. Oh, thank, you, thank, you, thank you, guys. Have a good evening. Enjoy the football. We'll see you on Thursday.